Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 392. You can do whatever you want as long as you put your mind to it. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Do you know the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and interior, is with a car cover? I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. 2015 marks Covercraft's 50th anniversary. They've manufactured premium quality exterior and interior covers here in the United States with a reputation for durability and design. They're the world's largest manufacturer of custom patterned vehicle covers that are crafted to fit with over 80,000 patterns and growing. You can choose from dozens of fabric options and accessories, all designed and carefully sewn for your special vehicle. Made in the USA, Covercraft is the right choice. I've protected my special rides with their covers for over 40 years, and you should too. Learn more today at Covercraft.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Jeremy Grenier. Jeremy, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Oh, yes, sir. I've got my my belts pulled tight, my helmet strapped down, and ready to roll. All right, good. Great to have you here. Jeremy Grenier lives in Charlestown, West Virginia, and spends a lot of time in his shop at Summit Point Raceway. He started racing in 1998 at the age of 23. He's worked with an amateur Trans Am team and then Grand Am AFT team, and he's been at Ski Motorsports since 2003, where he drives, builds, engineers, and redesigns all kinds of race cars from Formula Vs, Formula Fords, Formula Mazda, and a variety of customer cars. He's received numerous racing awards, including the 2014 Mark Donahue Award for the Road Racer Drivers Club. Jeremy, if I've told our listeners just a little bit about you, would you take a brief moment and share a little bit more about your career and your passion for racing cars. Yeah, well, um, I I just thoroughly enjoy the speed of, of racing. It is uh, something that's kind of taken over um, my life. It's just a passion that has turned into a job. Uh, you know, I love working on the cars. Uh, the mechanical stuff is really fun to me. Um, almost Sometimes it's a little more fun than driving, but the driving is always the ultimate goal. <laughs> My whole lo- outlook on this is what can we do to make the car faster? Um, that's pretty much in everything I do. Um, I, I'm even playing with golf carts. It's what can we do to make it faster? <laughs> what can we do to make it faster? So everything I'm kind of tuned into is, you know, what what can we do to make stuff faster, whether it's uh, making it fat- handle better, making it faster, more aerodynamic, everything's kind of on that side of things. So my whole goal in the shop is just to simplify things and make them, make them go faster. Make them go faster. I like that. Very cool. We're going to learn a little bit more about your racing and what you're doing there at Ski Motorsport. But first, I always like to start our journey with a success quote by asking my guests to share something that's instrumental in forming their life and their success. It's a great way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars. Yeah, I know you love to drive. So Jeremy, take the wheel. The one thing that stands out to me, it's, it's, it's something my mother said to me when I was a little kid, and she just kept looking at me going, 
you can do whatever you want as long as you put your mind to it. Mm-hmm. And for for me, that's, you know, it took me a couple years to realize, you know, what it actually meant. But when I finally found that the thing I was passionate about with the cars, it was like, all right, how do I do this? And, you know, that's from there. It was put all my effort into it and off we went. Well, hooray for moms that uh, give that message to their children. I've heard that from a couple of my guests here where mom said, you know, whatever you want to be, you can be it. How have you incorporated that concept into what you're doing? Because to choose to be a race car driver, I mean, that is a tough, tough thing to do through life. There's so many complexities involved and money involved and so forth. So how have you taken that and applied it to what you've done with your career? Well, like I said, it's, it's, you know, you can do something if you put your mind to it and then just giving 100%. Um, whether it's, you know, trying to find money or working 20 hours a day to make enough to actually go to the racetrack, um, you know, working on the car until, you know, for 36 hours or whatever you need to do to get it done. But it's just putting all your focus into one asp- or one one goal and then just pursuing it as hard as you can. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, absolutely. I've had many guests on the show that talk about long work days, long weekends, If you're wanting to go racing and you've got another career, taking the time in the evenings and weekends to work on that goal and make it happen. So obviously, Jeremy's a great example of that. Could you share a story with us that instigated your passion for cars? Was there a pivotal moment in your life, as you remember it, when you really knew you were a car guy? Uh, Well, I, I was probably about 10 years old, and my dad had bought a rolled over Toyota pickup truck and him and his buddy started rebuilding it in the garage and just watching how it went from a rolled over wreck truck to a, you know, a rebuilt chassis and then to the final product, the way it went along, all the little nuts and bolts and all the little intricacies, it just kind of caught my interest. It was like, wow, okay, they can take this wrecked thing, work on it a little bit and then turn it back into a nice vehicle. And from then on, it's kind of just been, all right, I know I can rebuild it, so let's keep working on them. <laughs> Very cool. I think you're the first one on the show here whose inspiration came from a wrecked vehicle. That's pretty cool. But I get the point there that watching your dad and his buddy, and hopefully they uh, they let you hand, hand some nuts and bolts and turn a couple wrenches there uh, in part of the process. That's great. Let's crawl under the hood. Certainly something you're not afraid to do, but I'd love to take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and ask you to share a huge challenge, or even a great failure that you've faced along the way in your career. But most importantly, how did you overcome this situation, and what did you learn from it? What did it teach you? One of the biggest challenges I had was building a uh, Citation Formula Ford. Um, it's the current car I drive right now. The biggest thing was it's a uh, it's a parts uh, an open source parts car. So basically, you buy the frame and the suspension from a single source and a couple of the other things, but everything else you have to buy from sources all around or make yourself. Um, the, the, the problem with the car is it took me three years to get all the parts for this car into my shop. So the, the big challenge there was actually just being patient enough to get the parts. And to be honest, I wasn't patient enough and I had a blow, blow up with some of my uh, suppliers and, you know, um, had a lot of arguments trying to get everything put together. And the big thing with that is, you know, I finally got everything in the shop. The car, you know, 
went together, you know, was great. Once the car was built, the car is fantastic. But, you know, once getting everything to that point, it teaches you about patience and, you know, not burning bridges and taking care of the people around you because you're going to need them in the long run. So, you know, you don't want to hurt everybody else. Sure. Tell our listeners a little bit more about this car, about uh, the kind of car it is, the power plant that's in it, the kind of racing that you do in this car. Yeah, this is a, it's a Citation Formula F is what it's called now. It used to be Formula Ford. The class has been around for 45 years running an SCCA. It's a single-seater, open-wheel car. Um, basically, it's a small Indy car without wings. Mm-hmm. It's the best way to describe it. It's got a Honda, Honda, Honda Fit motor, a 1.5 Fit uh, motor in it that is, you know, it's balanced, a blueprint and balance. So with the restrictor we have to run, it makes about 115 horsepower. And the car weighs of 1,100 pounds at the end of the race with me in it. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. So, you know, we sit and it ride heights about an inch, inch and a quarter off the ground and not light and nimble. It's a, you know, my car is a one-off. There's actually, there's two of them now that are actually built to the same spec. So wow, it's pretty special. Yeah. And that's the car that you sent me a picture of that I believe we're going to have on your show notes page, the blue car. Yes, that is that is the car. That is the 2014 National Championship car. Very cool. And congratulations for that as well. You know, our listeners can go to our your show notes page on the Cars yeah website and see a picture of this vehicle. And I'm sure they can go when we get to the end of our talk here. We'll tell our listeners how they can find out more about you and, and see more pictures of you in action and, and that car. How about an aha moment? Let's shift gears here and go to the other end of the spectrum and have you share a story when you had one of those career aha moments. I like to say it's a time when the headlights came on and illuminated your way for this new idea, this new direction you had. And tell us the steps you took to turn your aha moment into a success. Well, you know, I got into racing just thinking, okay, I can go racing. And and it never dawned me that it would, you know, turn into anything besides just a job. It was a passion. So, you know, it was fun to work on. And I was actually doing a track walk with my driver coach, Jim Carney, at Lime Rock um, on a Memorial Day race weekend. And we're walking up the uphill. And he started asking questions like, you know, what are you looking at? What are you doing? And it took me a minute to realize what he was asking. Um, it just, it, it, they were always just questions. Okay, I'm looking at this, I'm looking at that. And finally, I was like, well, we're not talking about driving. We're talking about where your mind is. And from that point on, it kind of clicked and was like, ooh, well, he's not, you know, he's asking, yeah, where, where are you, you know, where are you looking, where are you going? But it's not about that. It's more about, you know, what are you perceiving? You know, you, your driving is kind of second nature. It's what you're kind of focusing on that is more important. Hmm. So Very interesting. Well, Jim has been a guest here on Cars, yeah? He's the one that introduced me to you. And, you know, we talk about, he talked about, and many of the people I've had on the show that are coaches or racers talk about where your mind is at with racing. I'd love for you to elaborate a little bit more on this aha moment for you. Having learned that walking around the track with him, is there one key thing that a race car driver needs to have in that skull inside that helmet there that will make him successful? Well, it, it, it's different for every driver. Um, for me, it was focus. Um, because I do drive the truck. I set up the, the pit area. I, I work on the car. I drive the car. Pretty much I do everything myself. So focus, it was hard for me to come by. 
and we were when we were on that track walk he's like you know we we were talking and it was just like like i need to focus more on certain things and you know when i was driving the car i should be focused on what's around me the driving comes kind of natural to me so you know the the turning points and the skill involved wasn't where i needed to focus it was the little things like making sure everything was done the same every time and then when I got out of the car, it was, you know, do my track maps and keep focused and, and run down a progression and keep the progression the same. So every time you got out of the car, it's always the same. So, you know, if you go back to that racetrack, you can go back to your notes and what you did the last time will translate to what you're doing now. And it really helped straighten out the mind for me and keep me more focused. Yeah, I love that word focus. I like to say an acronym for that is follow one course until successful. And focus <laughs> is all about that for sure. How about proudest career moments? I would assume you've had many as you've been racing and working at the shop there and helping other people drive faster, making their cars go faster. But is there one moment in particular that's the proudest for you you could share with us? Um, It, it has to be uh, winning the Mark Donahue Award. I went out to Laguna Sega from, from West Virginia, went all the way across the country and ran the runoffs, won the runoffs. And it's great to win the runoffs. It's another big win. But driving home from California, I got a call from Bobby Ray Hall. Oh, cool. Who, who's the president of the uh, Road Racers Drivers Club. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to congratulate me on the Mark Donahue Award. And at that point, you know that, you know, what you've done is pretty special. And to see that uh, other drivers around the country or around the world have noticed this and are paying their respects by giving you this award, that had to be one of the proudest moments of, of my career. Oh, absolutely. And congratulations again for that. That's absolutely very cool. I got to meet Bobby years ago at a SEMA event, and then I saw him again at Rensport at Laguna Seca. He had his son's car, uh, Graham's car there, the 918 uh, Lime Green 918 Porsche. <laughs> Pretty cool car. Let's have a little bit of fun here. What was your first really special car? And it could be a race car, but the first one that was really special, and maybe you could share a memory or two you have with that vehicle. Uh, the first special car was a 1978 Honda Civic. It was It was my first car that, you know, I learned how to drive in some of my dad and in family members' cars, but this was the first one I owned. And it actually was given to me by my brother, who bought two shells and made one car out of them, and said, here, you can have this car, you just have to get it running. Mm -hmm. And I spent a little time with my dad, we got it running, and I drove it all through high school. And I I basically, we, we lived in a country area, so on the back gravel roads, I'm running around, kind of drifting this front wheel drive, you know, 1200 cc honda civic around so sure yeah that that had to be my first really special car you know i see a trend here in your family with cars that aren't quite running that you guys bring them back to life (laughs) there's something going on here i think in the genetic dna between you and your brother and your dad (laughs) i like that how about seller's remorse is there a vehicle you've owned that you've let go that you really wish you could have back in the garage yeah, actually, I, I wish I had my '87 Volkswagen Vanagon. Mm. Um, it was a, a you know a nice little kind of tool around car. I traveled quite a bit in it. Um, I actually remember driving it to my Skip Barber driving school up at Lime Rock, 
and just, you know, it was a great little vehicle. It, you know, wasn't real fast, but it, you know, was fun to drive. Yeah, very cool. How about a car that you bought and shortly thereafter said to yourself, what was I thinking? Uh, no, I I really haven't had too many of those because I, I've never really went out just to buy cars. It was always, what do I need at that point? So, you know, there was never really anything I bought and said, oh, crap, this is a wrong decision. <laughs> now, see, I was hoping you would say, yeah, I bought this car and it was actually not wrecked and, and it was actually running. What was I thinking? <laughs> Given your past there, I was hoping for that. But uh, no, it sounds like you made some good choices there. How about a current project? What are you working on these days right now that really has you excited and fired up? Uh, right now, I'm working on a Porsche Cayman. Um, we're turning it into a Continental Tire car to run in uh, the Continental Series at IMSA. So, you know, we've we've got the cage in it, um, pulled all the interior out, the seats mounted, uh, and we're we're going to turn it into a car that we hopefully can compete at. We were hoping to make the uh, the Daytona 24. The it's one of the support races for that. But with uh, with me being injured, it looks like we might have to put that off a little bit. But that 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 project has me really excited to get into a different aspect of the racing world. Well, Cayman, those are pretty cool cars. So you're going to get to be driving that car? Uh, well, at this point, I'll definitely be doing a lot of the testing in it, and mm-hmm. we'll see how that goes to see if I can actually cope with having a roof around my head. <laughs> That's right. And tires that you can't see while you're driving? <laughs> yeah. Very cool. And you mentioned you're recovering here. Did you have a racing accident? or? Yes, I did, actually. we were uh, the, the runoffs this year were in Daytona. Um, which the runoffs are the SCCA's national championship race. And they were held at Daytona this year. And unfortunately, I got together with another car early in the race, and it spit me into a wall, and it pretty much hit the wall straight on and uh, broke a bone in my foot. Ouch. So they they had to go in and put a plate in my foot. So I'm sitting here recovering, um, trying to... Get a little Keep better. Off of it as much as possible, yeah. Yeah, well, I know your recovery is going well, but now with a plate in your foot, does that happen to be your right foot? Does that mean you can press the accelerator harder? Well, it, it is in my right foot. The only problem is they used a lightweight titanium with uh, lightning holes drilled in it. Okay. Well, see, <laughs> they knew who they were dealing with, a guy who wants to go faster, lighter, quicker. So they figured, well, you know, we'll put something real lightweight in your foot so you can go a lot faster, so. Well, I'm glad you're recovering. I'm glad you weren't hurt worse. And uh, uh, what a what a pain in the foot, as we'll say. But uh, I'm glad you're doing better, for sure. We'll have you back in the car in no time. And the Cayman sounds like a really fun car to drive. Those are great cars. Now, here's a very introspective question for you, Jeremy. If you were a car, what kind of car would you be and why? Uh, I'd probably be some sort of uh, old panel truck. Um Okay, that's an interesting answer. Why is that? You know, they're they're a little rough around the edges, which you know, I'm, I'm I have my my issues with you know certain people and things. So you know, I know <laughs> I'm a little rough around the edges, but all in all, you know, it's a good vehicle. It's kind of utilitarian. You can it just gets the job done. So there you go. Well, I like that question. I like the way you answered it. That's great. So up next, Jeremy, is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal. Let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah! sponsor. Metrovac has been manufacturing and providing quality automotive vacuums and blowers since 1939. I've used their portable vacuum and blowers for over 15 years in my garage, on my cars, motorcycles, around my home, and you should too. 
Their Air Force Master Blaster Revolution is my go-to tool every time I wash and detail my vehicles. Powered by two twin-fan 4.0 peak horsepower motors, the Master Blaster delivers up to 58,000 feet per minute of clean, warm, dry, filtered air. Dry your car without a towel and avoid those nagging micro-scratches. Perfect for the wheels, engines, motorcycles, and all those frustrating water traps in trim, door jams, and seals. Check out all of MetroVac's quality products, deliberately made better in the USA. MetroVac is the right choice. Learn more today at MetroVac.com. Use discount code CARSYEAH20 and you'll get 20% off your first order. That's right, 20% off. Details at CarsYeah.com slash sponsors. All right, Jeremy, we're back, and we're entering the last lap. You're a racer. You know what that means. The white flag is out. It's time to put our foot into this. And I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some quick blips of the throttle answers. So you ready? hmm What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Uh, cars are just nuts and bolts. <laughs> now, who told you that? Your dad? No, actually one of my shop teachers in high school. Ah, okay. Cars are just nuts and bolts. I like that. Okay. Would you share one of your personal habits that you believe has contributed to your success? Um, I'm very observative um, or, you know, I I study, you know, just by watching Mm -hmm. and it, it pays off because you kind of learn by watching and then you can, when you go to do something, you already have a little bit of knowledge about what it is. Sure. That's great. It's a great trait to have for sure. Is there a resource that you think the Car Shadow listeners would really enjoy that you've enjoyed, enjoyed over time? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, Carney Coaching or uh, Driver Development. It's uh, for, for racers like me. He's a driver coach that really doesn't change your driving style. He just helps you focus and, and get mentally prepared. Yeah, Jim's a great guy. We mentioned him earlier, and he's been a guest here on Cars, yeah. And not only can you find a link on Jeremy's show notes page at Cars, yeah, but you can actually go to Jim's page here on Cars, yeah, and listen to his show. So he shows up there as well. He's a great guy, great coach. Uh, he's helped so many people go much faster. How about a book? Is there one book in particular you think the Cars, yeah, listeners would really enjoy? Um, I like Unfair Advantage, um, mm. the book about Mark Donahue. It's, it's a great book about, you know, just pushing forward and doing what you want to do. Yeah. Now, there was a, a great racer. I had a, a real distinct pleasure this past summer when I was at Bruce Canapa's shop. He had Mark Donahue's, the famous Porsche 917 sitting in there that uh, that Mark went and won the championship in. And just to be standing next to that car and see his name on the side of it, oh, man, what a moment. Great book, and I'll remind our listeners, you can find all these resources at carsyad.com slash Jeremy Grunier. His last name is spelled G-R-E-N-I-E-R. Just go to his show notes page, and you'll find links to everything there, including a great place on the website called Guest Recommended Books, where you can find this book and all the other books that our guests have recommended with quick, easy links so you can get your hands on them. Do you have any interesting hobbies outside of your passion for cars and racing? Uh, yeah, actually, I do a lot of golfing. Golfing. Now, that's interesting because so many people I know that are golfers aren't really into cars because they spend all their time hitting that little ball around. But uh, what is it about golfing that you like so much? I, it, it gets me away from the cars. You know, you get to go walk around in the middle of fields and on this beautiful grass and stuff, and it gets you away from being in the shop and just worrying about, uh, you know, yeah. cars. Sure. But 
But again, you've chosen a very challenging profession with racing that can be very frustrating. And trying to hit that little ball in that little hole can also be very frustrating too. So you've got two challenging parts of your life. That's really cool. All right, we are up to what I call the checkered flag. And this last question can be a real doozy. If you could have only one collector car, and I'll include collector race car in this offering here today, but money's no object, I'll buy you whatever you'd like. What would that one vehicle be and why? Um, it'd probably be a 35 Auburn boat tail speedster. Whoa. Now, why that car? There, I, I saw one when I was about 18 in a museum, and they are just gorgeous. The lines on them are free-flowing and just very, very elegant. And from from the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, my God, that's just a beautiful car. <laughs> you know, it's funny how... Things in our childhood will stick with us for so long. And, of course, it's got the name Speedster in it, which makes sense for someone like you who loves to go fast and race. So I'll get on the search for a Speedster for you. That sounds like a great choice. Jeremy, you've taken me on a great ride today, and I've really enjoyed your stories. I want to thank you for sharing your journey with me and the Cars Yeah listeners. Is there one parting piece of guidance you can offer our listeners or those racer wannabes out there before you drive off into the sunset? in your Auburn Boattail Speedster? Be happy. Whatever you do, just be happy. Be happy. And that goes with doing what you love, right? Yes, 100%. What's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and the company you work at? Uh, Ski Motorsports has a webpage. Um, It's ski-motorsports.com. And that's pretty much about all we do. Now, let's let's throw, throw something out here for your, the company you're at. Can you tell our listeners a little bit more about all the services that your company provides there? Uh, yeah, Ski Motorsports is a full prep, uh, race car prep shop. Um, we do everything from ground-up rebuilds to custom bodywork, uh, full track day support, setups, transportation. Um, pretty much any, any race car needs, you can, we can pretty much fill it except for building motors. Very cool. Well, listeners, you can find links to everything that Jeremy shared with us today at carsyad.com. Just put Jeremy in the search bar and his show notes page will pop right up. Jeremy, thanks again for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing your experiences with me and the listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you, Mark. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.